What number is this? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Liam. Thank you for asking. This is episode 80, <laughs> the big oh. eight zero of Tuck Rule Takes. The you want to go the Troy Brown episode, the Wes Welker episode, the Danny Amendola episode, not the Wes Welker episode. In my head, I was saying Danny Amendola, the Danny Amendola episode. Where where would you guys like to where what which player would you guys like to pick? Tr- not Troy Wes Brown. Welker. Not Wes Welker. Troy Brown. They're both Super Bowl heroes. It's how about the first part of the episodes for Troy, second, the latter parts for Danny. Okay. Sure. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So the first part do it um, according to error. Yes. So with me, as always, Liam McDade is here. Big Al is here. I am Mike. Um I do I I feel like we just have to throw this out there real quick. Um Liam and I tried to play a prank before the episode started. Um, <laughs> Liam was, was here before Al, which just doesn't happen too often, Ever. but no. Liam got here and we're in, and we're like, Oh, we got to play a joke on Al. And Liam was like, you know what? We should, uh, when he hops on, we'll act like we're in the middle of a recording or whatever. So, so Liam said, Hey, you know what? When you see Al's little thing pop up, act like we're doing the intro. So Al pops up, we're doing it. Blah, blah. And I'm looking at Al the whole time. And I'm like, like, does he... <laughs> Is he There's like no so professional? Dude. Yeah, like is he just <laughs> hopping right in? Like what's going on? And um and Al, you weren't uh you weren't fooled, were you? No, because what these two morons forgot to realize is that in the top left corner of every Zoom recording is a little word with a red dot that says recording as we're seeing now. And because I just recorded a podcast prior where I had to record it it actually said recording. Now it says it on all three <laughs> laptops, but these two thought that they could pull a fast one on me. And I go by what I said last week. I am smarter than them. I know what I'm doing better. I'm two steps ahead of them and they deserve the ridicule that they're getting right now for this. You guys need to do better than that. Figure it out. We will. We know. will. We'll get you one of these times. We'll get you one of these we'll- times. Or we'll Liam, my, or Liam, Mike, and I might just get you next time I actually come on here no first, chance. and we'll just figure Absolutely it out. I no mean, chance. that's pretty. No, that's pretty easy. It, it'll no. be pretty easy. I thought, I thought we had him, and it was funny because Al, once you said that, Leah, we had no fucking idea no. about this recording. Yes. That's, you said that's it, and we the were like, funnier Shit. part. Mike that's and I have been doing this for almost no two clue. years. We're like, oh, there's a recording. Not a, <laughs> not a, not a I was like, oh, I thought maybe I was the only. Maybe we only saw that for a second. I don't know. And usually, I've never noticed it. And usually goes recording in progress. Yes, yeah, but you yes. you would have missed that part, so that made yep. sense in my mind. Exactly, that, that's yeah. fair. That's a fair point. Ah, damn. All right, next time. Next time. Um. Yep. So, uh, yeah, this is basically going to be the draft recap episode. The Patriots did their did their twenty twenty three draft. Baby. Um, kind of before before we dive into it. Um, do you guys have any any uh any just kind of your overall feelings right now about the about the the Patriots and Boston sports in general because Boston sports right now not doing too well um not not great uh Bruins lost game seven overtime um I'm still not recovered from that and then the Celtics blow a lead against the Sixers the Embiidless Sixers and um James Harden baby fear the beard no, I shut up Liam. I, I I oh yeah I forgot you're a Philly fan I have to say especially a James Harden fan I, I and I looked right when the Celtics lost last night. And yes, I understand this is a Patriots podcast, but we are New England sports fans. So just settle the fuck down. We'll get to the Patriots draft in a second. 
Um, I looked to my wife and I said, I think, I think Boston sports is going to be done for a little bit. I think like we are just meant to have heartbreak. We had 20 years of Patriots Super Bowl, Red Sox World Series, Patriots Super Bowl, Bruins title or Bruins Stanley Cup, Patriots Super Bowl, Patriots Super Bowl, Celtics. And it it we it, it was unprecedented. The karma had to come back around and get us. And I think um I think we're in store for some heartbreak after heartbreak. It might not even be bad because you had Celtics great season. They're still playing, so they're not out obviously, uh-huh. but Bruins epic historic season knocked out in the first round. So I think there yeah. will still be ups, but I think every season from now on for the next however many years is going to end in heartbreak. So well, um, I got to say there's a pattern to Boston sports greatness though. Uh, Since this is a Patriots podcast, the Patriots did go undefeated and lose in the Super Bowl. They will Boston sports every so often, okay. once in a, a decade, they will give you the best four months of your life. In those four months, you'll be riding high. You come home from work. You get to watch a dominant franchise. And then in the end, they take it all away with one of the worst moments there ever will be. You can enjoy those four months, those regu- that regular season bliss, and then they will strike down and test the citizens of Boston and the fans of New England with high smite. I mean, just, just look at all four Boston sports right now. Just take a take, this is a quick snapshot into all of them. The Bruins are choke artists. I'm sorry, but yeah, they they, they choke in that core. That core will forever be known as a choking core. They shouldn't be known as it, but Bergeron, Marshan, Krejci, they're all choke artists. Krejci Sel- was so bad toward the end. I'm like, oh. he was, he, and he was injured too. He did score in Game Seven though, which was good. Yeah, but the the Celtics. I mean, they still don't show up for the big games. Like they forget to like bring intensity. And focus and pressure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. Their backs are against. They the can wall. redeem we'll themselves if they, they if, if they win this year or at least get there. I think, no, you, you got to win to 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 really like reverse the karma. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Red Sox, they're a little over 500. Except Alex Verdugo is a stud right now. He actually just let off the game with a double right now against the Blue Jays as we're recording this. And the Patriots. And the Patriots. Like yeah. we love the Patriots, we want to see them do well, but they're in a tough division right now, and they're it, it's the AFCs. I think better than the NFC, so they yeah. they got the work cut out for them. But anything can happen. Yeah. So, yeah, Boston sports right now, the best the best chance for a championship is the Celtics, unfortunately, and that's yeah. that you're, you're swallowing a little bit at uh yeah the thought of that yeah it'll be yeah, a tough right. ass going against the greatest scorer ever in James Harden. I we again we got to have a talk with you, man. We gotta have a talk. Why? No, 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 not talk. An intervention. You out here? He's the greatest, greatest offensive player. How about that? Get out of here. Okay. Now, um, Steph Curry exists, so I don't think. There you go. Um, Greatest um, offensive player. But but yeah. So Al, you did bring up um, Patriots in a rough spot. So I think instead of being doom and gloom, let's get a little bit hopeful here. Right. Jump into the draft. Um, I'm just gonna list off the draft picks, and then obviously we'll go one by one. Um, kind of just shoot the shit about them. Give kind of a great, not even necessarily on like the player. Cause we really don't know how they're going to be, but just kind of everything, all things entailed the position when he was drafted, the guy, the potential in the guy, all that stuff. So uh, Patriots first round pick Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Do you guys say Oregon or Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. So I say Oregon when it's the school, but Oregon, when I'm talking about the state. 
I think yeah, I do it's weird, right? Oregon. It's weird. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. I think actually now I think about it, I think I say Oregon. Yeah, it's Oregon. weird. I, I think it's Oregon. like a natural thing, but it's weird. So um yeah, Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Uh Keon White, edge rusher, defensive line out of Georgia Tech. Marte Mapu, linebacker slash safety out of Sacramento State. Jake Andrews, center out of Troy. Uh Chad Ryland, kicker out of Maryland. City Sow, guard out of Eastern Michigan. Uh Antonio Mafi, guard out of UCLA. Kayshawn Booty, wide receiver out of LSU. Bryce yeah. Beringer, uh, punter out of Michigan State. Demario Douglas, wide receiver out of Liberty. Amir Speed, great name. Cornerback out of Michigan State. And tough. Isaiah Bolden, cornerback out of Jackson State. The only HBCU player drafted in the 2023 draft. Um, Shout out Coach Prime. So, that's all of them. So we'll just start with Christian Gonzalez. Um, Christian Gonzalez, I got his things here. Obviously, Patriots traded back with the Steelers. We'll talk about that, how everybody felt. Uh, 6'1", 197, uh, one of the top-rated corners in the league. How'd you guys feel about this pick? First of all, how'd you guys feel when the Patriots traded back with the Steelers? What did you guys, what were so you guys think? I'm so pissed. I stood here and said they won't do it. I refuse to believe it. I'm done. They do it every year. I should have just realized. Granted, it was three spots, but still, there's a pattern I should have known. He yeah. at first when you see it, it was like, here we go again. It's probably going to trade out. Belichick's at it again. Probably going to trade out of the first round and not get an impact player. But then when I saw it was only three spots, saw they got an additional fourth round pick, saw the players still on the board. I said, okay. So obviously their guy is still there. And if not, there's still a lot of good players left on the board that I would be happy with the pick. So it, it was yeah, like a roller coaster. Lowest exactly. of the lows, highest of the highs. Yeah, yeah. Because when you saw, because I wasn't watching the draft live. I was only going to tune in when the Patriots were drafting. Um, So I switched to it and you see it at the bottom and it says like trade. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I was like, we were joking about it. Like the one yeah. thing that Belichick could do with this trade. I mean, with this pick would be to trade out of the first round. That'd be the only thing that would piss everybody off. And it's not traded. And I was like, Oh my God, then it said Steelers. And I was like, shit, like, did they jump in? Cause I know they have an early pick in the second, like what happened? What's what's going on. They moved back a few spots. So I was like, okay, Belichick either is comfortable with what's going on, or maybe he's got something else planned. And like you said, Al, you were looking at the board and a lot of the players that we wanted them to take in the first round were still there. At, at 14 and they were still there at 17 but um yeah they they got christian gonzalez um i guess i think liam didn't you say that this would be the one position where you would like kind of have to like hype yourself up about it yeah it, it it was a complete mystery to me why you guys would even bring up the fact that they would draft a corner in the first round it seemed so not a position of need to me yeah. I, I didn't even have him as a possibility because I didn't think that he would even like everything that you were seeing, he was going to go earlier. Like it was just, there was no chance that he was going to be here. But then as he started to fall, you saw all like the experts in, you know, the, the Patriots beat reporters. They were like, if Christian Gonzalez is there, you have to take him. Like he is this kind of guy. Like he I guess was projected to go corner. seventh on the big yeah. board and he falls to 17th. That's kind of a red flag to me. Anyone else think that's weird that he fell 10 spots? I I, I saw that and too. Granted, and I was big, like, big boards don't mean shit. Like, I'll, right, I'll level yeah, with it's you. It's more of kind they, of a guideline. This isn't yeah. the gospel that I'm reading off of here because I have all the players where they went, where they were projected on the big board. Mm -hmm. Big board's a rough estimate, but it's still a little suspect. If everyone thought he was top 10, 
and he almost doesn't go top 20. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it, it just seemed like there were there. You can have that opinion and I can understand. I, 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 I just choose to go, you know, sometimes you players choose fall. to ignore like, 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 you know, it is what it like. Uh, what's his name? Like, um, like Zay Flowers fell longer than people thought. Uh, JSN yeah. fell JSN, yeah. more than people, you know, so it's kind of it's like one of those things where like. But people he wasn't he wasn't thought... the first corner taken. I don't even think he was the second corner taken. That's weird to me. That's weird. Yeah, I, oh, I was trying to look, oh, and I don't know. Witherspoon was taken like fifth or fourth or something like that. And granted, that's who I thought was, was an be... argument. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, like, Al, is that a is that a red flag to you that he that he fell back, or like, does that give you any sort of cause for pause to take a take a phrase from Stephen A. No, Ryan, Doctor Seuss. No, yes, because I think a lot of it is based on just needs. Because like, I'm looking at the top mm-hmm. ten right now. Carolina needed a quarterback. Obviously, Bryce Young makes sense. Houston mm-hmm. Texans going two and three, taking a quarterback and a linebacker. They needed both. That makes sense. Indy needed a quarterback. Seahawks maybe could have taken, yeah, because Witherspoon went fifth overall. Could have taken yeah. Christian Gonzalez there. So, uh, I mean, yeah, Gonzalez was the third corner taken off the board. but Yeah, he was. It, Forbes was taken just before. Yeah, literally right before. But, again, I just go by a lot of these teams needed diff- just had different needs. Like the Bears needed an offensive tackle. They got Darnell mm-hmm. Wright. Titans need an offensive tackle. They got but Skaronsky. two teams needed a corner, and two teams decided this was not their guy. And one of those teams is the Commanders, who sucks. Yeah, that's why they made the wrong pick. Yo. Yeah, I mean that's that's another way to look you at it. Will. Yeah, it's like it's like you look at the teams who are taking them. You know, it's not like a one like, of them know, drafts uh, very well though. The Seahawks. Now I'll say I'll say it. this. Now if we now if they had taken whether if the Patriots had the opportunity to take Witherspoon at seventeen. Then we could say, could they have taken Christian Gonzalez? So to me, it, it's kind of like hearsay. It's like oh, yeah. coulda, shoulda, woulda. Like Monday, no pun intended, but Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, you know. So, but I mean, I'm happy with the Christian Gonzalez pick. He's a tall corner. He's fast. He's explosive. Mm-hmm. He can probably turn into a number one corner in a couple of years, especially in oh, a yeah. division where you're going against Stefan Diggs and Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill and Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson. Like, there's a lot of good receivers in your own division, and you have the opportunity now to be. Number one corner in a corner room that features three Joneses and Miles yep. Bryant. Yeah, no, you you said it. So so you you mentioned the name Stefan Diggs. For as good as Jonathan Jones is and has been, he cannot cover Stefan Diggs. Now I'm Correct. not saying the rookie Gonzalez is going to shut him down, but it's like you get this guy. He is an outside corner. He's he he excels in man coverage, press coverage. Like obviously he's got to put a little bit of weight on him because he's a rookie coming out, but. It's, I think you have, it, like you said, in a division and a conference where you have top quarterbacks, top receivers, the Patriots now kind of have a really, really good defensive backfield with, like you said, you have Gonzalez and Jones as your 1A, 1B kind of um, starting corners there. You got Jack Jones, who we know that he's good at assuming he kind of progresses how we think. Marcus Jones, um, and then like you said, Miles Bryant still hanging around there. You got uh, Jalen Mills as well. You could float him around from safety to to corner too. Um, yeah, I I don't think that there's any way that you can give this a grade other than I mean an A to me. Like it's just everything from like the talent, the position, the I mean it, every everything. I mean if you want to say maybe you wish that they took. 
like, like you wish they took a receiver. Sure. But I don't think that that diminishes this pick because the guy is, is expected. People are saying that a couple of years in the league, like you said, he'll be a perennial pro bowl. So I don't know, uh, but th- that's my grade. I'm, I, there was no way in hell I was giving it less than an A. I won't even go A minus. I think this is an A. I think that this guy is going to be this year. I think he is going to be a shutdown corner. And I think he might be a dark horse to make a pro bowl his first year. That's how good I think this kid's going to be. And I say kid because I'm 31. I can call him a kid. So I think he was like, everyone was a kid. Like, I know. I think he was like third in defensive player of the year odds. Yep. Pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. I saw that on there too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you guys, what would you, all things considered, how do you like this pick? What do you want to grade it? Oh, I think you're closer to his side. So you yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go like a minus a minus. The only reason I'm not giving it an a is because if you wanted to take a receiver, you could have taken a receiver. JSN was still on the board. Flowers are still on the board. Yep. You could have stayed at 14 and got an offensive tackle on Broderick Jones. But again, for all things considered, top the guy that's considered a top corner still on the board, you get him at 17. Absolute steal. So A minus, I'll go A once I see production out of him in the first couple months of the season. Makes sense. Liam F, I'm assuming. No, not an F. <laughs> There's so C-. many. C plus. There's so many oh. questions. I I don't I don't know what to think here because I'm trying to look at this optimistically, but it by nature really I'm a really I'm a bad. pessimist. Get fucked. No, I'm being completely <laughs> serious here. There there's got to be some sort of a reason that two teams passed up on him. So I went to look at what his problems are, and a lot of people liked Witherspoon a lot more than him, but that was the big debate in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for it. I'm like, what is the problem with this guy? And a lot of it's just awareness. Like he doesn't put himself between the, the ball and the receiver, and he, he can get a yep. little you know spacey when it comes to tackling and finding the running back in the backfield, making plays like that. But all those seem like nitpicks to me where I'm like, that doesn't warrant taking two corners ahead of him. So I don't know what his problem is. And looking over his film, it's still hard for me to find out what his problem is. But I think there's got to be something there. Maybe the Seahawks are just dumb. And definitely the Commanders are a shitty fucking franchise. So there could be nothing. But I have to proceed with caution here. It seems unnecessary to me. I don't think Broderick Jones is the phenomenal uh, Walter Jones left tackle that you know a lot of people hyped him up as. I think he's a project too, so I'm not mad we didn't take him. A wide receiver would have been nice. Uh, could have been understandable. Cool. Yep, especially <laughs> since we could have had JSN, which was the consensus yep. stud. I was hesitant on Zay Jones because he didn't show up when I watched him. JSN seems to be everyone's favorite receiver, and we still passed up on him. I think I don't know. I'm sure he'll end up being good. Whatever problems he has, the Patriots develop corners into studs. So Mm -hmm. all this could become mute point when Belichick gets him. And I realize that. But right now, it just feels like there's a disconnect somewhere. So I have to proceed with caution. I'm going with a C plus. I dig it, but I'm not like, I wasn't fired up. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Why are we getting a corner? We have Jack Jones. We have Marcus Jones. We have Jonathan Jones. Jesus, so many Joneses. And then, oh, like Jones. you said, we, we got Mills playing corner and safety, whatever he wants to do. It's cool. It bolsters the secondary, but it seemed unnecessary to me. So I, I'm proceeding with caution, C+. Yeah, I, almost, I, I, I think it's just, the position that gets you, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. just real, real quick, I think this could also be a prelude to 
maybe Marcus Jones will have more of an emphasis on the special teams portion mm-hmm. and the offensive portion of the Patriots. So stupid. I don't want not to play the, the, not, the, not the special I thought teams that, part. And then there's something later, a, a pick later that we'll talk about made me think the opposite. So, well, yeah, I my mind was all over the place with him. Yeah, I was thinking that too, though, at first, Al, where I was like, right. okay, maybe yeah. this frees up a little bit more. Maybe Marcus Jones is going to be featured in a few more packages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know I for sure. Know. But I like I like Marcus Jones as the permanent nickel corner. He seems like the perfect size, speed, yeah, and quick, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so uh Liam, definitely a little lower than I thought you'd be on this one. But um but like I said, I think it's just you I feel like you just can't get past the fact that they didn't go receiver or O line. They went their third need. You know what I mean? Kind of like strength yeah. and a strength, kind of. Not, not even, even a strength, third need. I can think like, of other needs that they need, I guess, a little more than a corner. But maybe the value was so good you couldn't pass up. Like you guys said, if he is as much of a stud as you guys believe he is, then you got to take him at 17. But if it, he becomes a, a pro bowler or like Obviously, a or, yeah. or then it's will, an A plus, will pick. you then be like, you like yeah. the pick? And that's even assuming JSN goes on to ball out, Zay Flowers yeah. goes on to ball out. That, then, right. by all means, we're a defensive team. And I love the idea of a okay. rookie corner. Who improved every year? I looked at his college numbers. Mm-hmm. He improved every year. He, I'm not saying he's bad. There's a reason it was him and Witherspoon for the top corner debate. It just seems weird to me. If he balls out, so be it. Then it'll be perfect for the Belichick defense. Yeah, polarizing pick. And I think to before we go on to the second pick, since this first pick was defense, I, we are all so stupid. We're sitting there saying the Patriots are going to go offense with their first pick. They might get and a tight end for the second pick. Um, they Mike, might get Mike, the majority Mike. of people. The majority Thank of you. people, Mister Mister Common Sense. And, Thank and, you. And, and honestly, Thank though, you. Al, you were even giving it a, a better chance than not that they would pick a receiver in the first round, possibly. And it's that's like, fair. That that'll give you. That's very fair. Everybody thinks that we should know Belichick is going to do the opposite because at the end of the day, as much as Kraft wants uh wants someone and the team wants this and it seems like this we're all sitting here thinking that we all should have known belichick wasn't going receiver in the first round belichick wasn't going receiver till the fourth round or you know why you know why you know why because he has confidence in a guy named juju smith schuster yes sir he has the confidence in juju now you guys did you guys see did you guys see uh juju talking to the reporters today saying that he thinks um, that, you know, they got something special going on down there, that they got receivers that can do everything. He loves the playbook. So I'm yeah. what's he supposed I'm to say? Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to go. With I Liam think on our that receivers one. are mids. Oh, our playbook is only okay. He just came I, from the Chiefs. I, so I will, he, they met their playbooks uh, a little better. Yeah. No, I will say this. Yeah, we got you. So I will say this. I actually talked to one of the reporters that Did was you? down there. Uh, Mike Cadlick, who writes for CLNS Media, who actually got to interview uh, Juju. He was actually on Legends Lingo with us right before I recorded this. Damn, and he said, yeah, he's he's a good dude. Good guy. We should have him on here. Um, but he also said that Juju's feverishly like studying the playbook. Like he feels like he's back in college, like making flashcards. That's what I was going to mention. Yep. Like the offense and stuff like that. So, I mean, look, he's saying all the right things. But to Liam's credit, I'll give him, you know, I'll give him this. Like, what else is he supposed to say? He's not going to come in and just say it sucks, but still it's, no, but still it's nice to see that he has a refreshing perspective on just new England and the Boston culture sports and everything else too. It's cool to see. 
I think the plus with this, and and, and I, I do agree because you know most of the time when players come over, they're going to say good things. Um, the one thing that I think he didn't have to say, nothing provoked him to say it, was him saying that learning this playbook is like you know going back to school, like you said. That to me is a plus for the offense as a whole because last year, how many times were people like this offense is not creative at all? Like you can pretty right. much guess what they're doing before they run the play. Now, at least it seems like, and which makes sense, it seems like we now have an offensive coordinator running the offense who's making things a little bit, you know, a little bit more layered, a little bit more tricky. So I'm I'm excited about that. But yeah, we, we won't stay on Juju. This is not an episode for Juju. I don't want to put Liam through the yes. ringer too much. Um, uh, so that was Christian Gonzalez. Overall, good pick. Uh, Liam is taking the wait and see approach. Uh, but Al and I pretty much sold on him. Um, second round, Keon White, which... Obviously, we're going to get into the reaction thing, which I, you know, your boy's tweet went viral talking about it. But uh, that me, I'm your boy. Um, Keon White, 6'5", 285, a beast, a monster of an edge rusher, which is why people are saying he can go the inside too. Crazy thing about this pick, and then I'll, 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 we'll toss it out and talk about it. Him and the Patriots, zero contact before the draft or during the draft. Nothing. I didn't know that. Nothing. They did not talk at all. He said he was shocked to do it, but I am going to say this, this quote that he said, and maybe this will solidify your guys' opinions. He said, I'm not too, I'm not too big on the glitz and glamor of football. I want to work in it and I want to win. And I feel like that's what the Patriots offer. If we offer anything, it's that. Spoiler alert. I uh, actually, you know what? We'll talk about it. What do you guys think of this one? And did you guys see the video, by the way, too, of when people were saying that when he got drafted, he he was sitting there like this, yeah, looking at the camera or whatever. That. So that yeah. was actually before he was notified that the Patriots drafted him. Yeah, it was like a two minute time delay or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I so I clipped the actual or not clipped. I saw like some it was posted somewhere and I just kind of reposted it, like just took the video, posted it. And I was like, yeah, this is the actual clip. And yeah, it went crazy. Everybody was liking it, retweeting and being like, this is actually how he looks. So he's excited to be here. Keon White, edge rusher, D-line. How do you guys feel? Second round pick. Oh, I'll start this one off, Al, since uh, you got the last one. I like it. It seems like, a you know, you didn't reach. He was uh, on the big board. He was ranked uh, projected 44. We took him 46. Again, not that that matters, but it gives you a nice idea anyway. Like you said, the dimensions are unbelievable. Dude's built mm-hmm. like a brick shit house. Like absolutely, if you're building a barbarian, like picking out his dimensions, it's this dude. He's a psycho. He's huge. He yeah. looks big too. It's not just like 100%. he looks huge. Yep. Yeah, and the knocks on him are stuff that I love. Like he just doesn't have great technique. He's like a bull in a china shop. He he knows he knows he has the strength, doesn't have the technique. He lacks consistency. All stuff that I think you can fix in a vaunted Bill Belichick defense. So yeah, rookie stuff. I, That's what that is. Yep. Yeah, I like the pick. I will give this one an A. Okay, so Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go opposite of Liam, and I'm gonna go with the C plus. The reason yeah. I have that C plus is Ooh. because yeah, I know because it wasn't expected. This one I think is going to be a true wait and see. Now, I think the upside is that it's going to take some pressure off Matt Judon because, yep. as we know, the last mm-hmm. two seasons, Judon's kind of fallen off the last half of the year. I shouldn't even say half, the last, like, quarter of each of the yeah, last two seasons. Say, it's usually, like, week yeah, 14. It, right, exactly. But that can be big because then if this guy can 
put some pressure on the quarterback, then maybe teams game plan for him. That gives Judon more room to work, more one-on-ones. And he breaks that, that sack record me and the Mike have been asking for. Yep. So right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see on this one. I I think this is a classic championship move, though. Championship teams are loading up on defense. I said it in the last episode. 49ers and Eagles just keep signing defensive linemen. The more defensive linemen you get, it just always seems to work out. Whether they hit or they don't, getting more bodies in there. So I I can't argue that much with it. Yeah, exactly. This guy's coming off his senior year, seven and a half sacks and uh, 14 tackles for losses in only 12 games. In only 12 games. Um, I... I went back and forth. Um, I'm sure to the surprise of nobody, I was thinking of giving this one an A, but I was like, you know Uh-oh. what? Like I, the reason I'm going to bump it down to a B plus is kind of because of, I, I think maybe Liam kind of what you were thinking where it, even though it's always good to have pass rushers, always good to have yeah. a great defensive line. Like you said, with the Eagles, except in the Super Bowl, they killed it that year uh, last season. But um, I, it's a, it's a position that you didn't like this. This is the spot where I was like, give me Josh, uh, Josh Downs. Give me uh, what's his name? Jonathan was Downs Mingo. still on the board at this time? Like, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I think he might have been. Yeah, I think him, him and Mingo were. And I was like, give me one of these guys. And they did. So I am strictly making it a B because it's just not the pick that I would have guessed. Um, yeah, but it's a weird one. I think mm-hmm. this is a B plus though with, potential to be an a plus because if you have judon uche dietrich wise christian barmore in there if you slide this rookie in there and he is just a little bit more than competent this guy's gonna feast he's huge you can put him inside outside imagine him and judon running stunts where they're flipping around each other and you got Barmore taking up one guy. You got this beast of a man taking up one guy. Judon's going to bull rush someone. And then you still got Uche coming from the other side with what? Like, I I think this has the potential to be one of those. I saw someone, um, I forget which writer it was. They said, this is the, this has potential to be like a Kyle Van Oy type guy where like he comes in and it's just, he's always making plays. He yeah. just not not necessarily the same type of player, but just always yeah, around. I can't imagine he's dropping into coverage like Van Noy did. No, 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 definitely not. not. Right. Definitely just not. an but, impact um, player. When when you need a play, Van yeah. Noy made big plays in the Super Bowl and the playoffs and clutch regular season games. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, and I think this guy has a chip on his shoulder because I believe he was there for night one of the draft and he did not get picked. So that's one of those things that stays with you. I mean, shit, it's, I mean, fucking Tom Brady made a career off having a chip on his shoulder. Not saying this guy's going to be Tom Brady like at all, but just fucking talking about it either. That's going to be one of those things where I I feel like that's going to carry his work ethic into the year. And I I have very high hopes. And and, and after, after we talk about this, we'll just throw out quick names. Like, who do you think, you know, most potential who won't, you know, just quick things kind of like we did Liam, you and I last year, Uh, this guy is go, I'm going to mention him at some point after the draft. I mean, after we do, after we do this little talk here, but yeah, Keon White, uh, I'm giving him a B. Uh, Liam, you gave him an A. Yeah, correct? I'll move it to an A minus. A minus, and fair. then uh, Al C plus, correct? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Yeah, we'll say I like that. We're all over the place on that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yep. Um, next third round pick, Marte Mapu. He was at the Senior Bowl, uh, Senior Bowl player here. This was the first Senior Bowl player selected from the Patriots. 6'3", 216. Um, linebacker, like I said before, linebacker, safety type thing. But he came in as a linebacker. Um, 
What do you guys think of this one? 76 tackles last year, a sack, a forced fumble, two interceptions, and a blocked kick. First team All-American. Just wanted to throw that shit out there for you before you uh, before you give your thoughts about him. Went so, to Sacramento fitting, State, right? Went to Sacramento yeah. State. Yep. He's the one. Now, ta- fitting analogy. Tackle this one. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Football guy. Ooh. Play on words. Um, don't love the fact that he didn't play in really a big conference. I know that doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. That was my dagger. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a guy that I like to see these guys against as top level competition as possible. But not that that really means much because you can dominate at a small school and then have a big career. Like we we know that. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think they said that he was going to help out in the special team game too yep. a little bit. Yep. So I, yeah, I like yeah. that's that why I mentioned he blocked the kick because this guy's doing everything. Right. So he's versatile, which is a, a prototypical Patriots type of player. Yep. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go B minus. I think this was a really, really good pick by by Belichick in the third round. But you know, there's there's still some question marks, but I think that he's someone that if you can utilize him, especially in the special teams where you've been brutal the past two years, that's a win. I agree for the most part. This was a weird one to me. When I saw he was from Sacramento State, first of all, I didn't think that was a real school. Second of all, I was like, <laughs> there's no way they took somebody from Sacramento State in the third round. It seemed like a huge reach. Going back to the big board, he was projected to be picked 157. We took him at 76. So if that says anything, he was a reach, much like I kind of assumed. And for that reason, when I first saw this, I was going to – I wrote it down in my notes. I was ready to come on the show and give it like a D plus. Like I was pissed, Mm -hmm. but I looked at him, gave him a chance, looked at the film dude hits like a motherfucker. Like you said, he's a linebacker safety. They don't really know what he is. Announced him as a linebacker. And then some people say he can play safety. So special teams thing is cool. I like him though. He hits like a dog. Yeah. Uh, Six picks in two seasons. He works the middle of the field, the intermediate. He's not a deep safety. He doesn't have closing speed. If somebody breaks it outside, he's not chasing anyone down. But he rarely lets any runs up the middle get to the third level. I just, I like him. He's a Kyle Duggar that plays close to the line of scrimmage. I feel like we're just building up small school guys that Mm -hmm. can hit. He's like uh, 6'3", 220 or something like that. Yeah, nothing nothing crazy. yeah, but it just seems like he's an athlete, a good player that we can play all across the board. It's literally another Kyle Duggar to me, like a Lenore Ryan, Sacramento State. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? And I love Kyle Duggar, and he balls out. So I have yep. no reason not to trust him. Now I have to give this one. Al, you gave it a B? B minus. I'm giving it a B plus. Like I, I think there's potential for it to go up. I think he could be a stud, could be like the next uh, – I don't want to use Troy Palomalu because that's obviously way too high a praise, but he just seems but like, like somebody... Troy Palomalu light, like something yeah, along those lines. He'll be doing a lot of attacking, jumping snaps, a lot of tackles, hard hitting ones at that. Dude kills people. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not expecting him to be locking anyone down the pass game like Troy Palomalu did. Does it change your guy's opinion when you find out that his uncle is Junior Seau? Yes. Yes, it does. I'll give that pick an A now. No shit. Now, uh, granted, I guess they they really only met one time. Um, Just obviously the age, all that stuff. And then say how his life kind of ended prematurely, obviously, as we all know. But um, yeah, so that that was one little tidbit. I got a couple of little tidbits for other players in there, too. But um, so, yeah, I'll kind of he also calls himself a football junkie. Fucking love that. Yeah. Love that. 
like I, that is a big thing for me. Um, he also said that he thinks he can do everything, run, cover, blitz, rush, whatever he wants to do. Interesting fact, he had 15 top 30 visits with the team, with teams before the draft. Hmm. So teams were looking at him. So like, that's why they must have reached that. Yeah. So that's the thing. So I'm going to give it Um, and Liam. I hated when you said B plus, cause I feel like we agree a lot around draft time. I was going to go B plus too. I was initially going to go C plus, but then I was thinking contracts are coming up next year. Like linebackers, you can never have too many good linebackers. I mean, we see, I mean, Patriots, I mean, pretty much cycle in linebackers and they all just succeed like crazy. But yep. um, yeah, I mean the fact that he had 15 top 30 visits, Makes me think that teams see something in him. Um, you know, it is a smaller school, so maybe that's why he didn't get the, the, you know, like the praise or why he didn't go higher. I don't know, but yeah, I'm going B plus. So it's me and Liam B plus. Al, you're a B minus on this one. I think we're all kind of across the board. No harm, no harm, no foul. I this guy is at least going to be a productive player. I think. I don't. Yeah. I, it's a classic I don't Patriots see him really pick. Failing. Where yeah. they pick him and everyone's like, "Who the fuck is this? Yep. What's up with his name? Yep. Where's he from? Name. Yeah, what the hell yeah. is this?" And it's just like, "Oh, and then he, he ends up like out. a motherfucker." <laughs> like, yeah. and we're like, "Cool." Exactly. Exactly. Um. So yeah. So far, uh, we got three down. Jake Andrews is the next one. Another Senior Bowl guy. Uh, six three three oh five center. Played a little bit of guard too, but pretty much a center. Um. I'm going to take the reins on this one, guys. This is the C for me. Um, I, I, it's, I like, how many linemen do we need? You know what I mean? And I get it because the Patriots do pick other linemen in the draft that I may have a little bit higher, but it's just Jake Andrew. Like he, he's a little undersized for a center, I guess in some of the stuff, one of the, one of the reports about him was that he had to he he had to get some more sand in his pants to be a starting center in the NFL. I've uh, never heard that saying before. I so I, and I know that. what they're, they're basically saying that he's got to kind of, you know, like thicken up a little bit, man, gain some weight and whatnot. Um, the, the, the one thing um, kind of weird. I saw he has an uncle named David Andrews, no relation to David Andrews, our David Andrews, but he has an uncle named David Andrews. They look kind of um, similar though. They do look similar because the Patriots tweeted out. I think we have a type when they drafted him. Um, and then lastly, before I throw it to you guys, he is familiar with new England's um, schemes here and there, because he did play, I guess, under Cole Popovich, who was a Patriots coach for five years. And he was the O-line coach in 2020 before he left because of uh difference in COVID restriction policies or whatever. But so he's at least had some sort of eye opening to the Patriots, you know, how they do things. Um, but yeah, for me, this is a C. I, 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 I could see him making the roster. I could see him getting cut next off season. So I don't, we'll see what happens, but that's a C for me. What do you guys think? I like it. I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's a, it's a tough one. It's like, cause I know David Andrews is toward the end of his career. He did get decapitated last year. Yep. So we will need a center in the future. And I still kind of believe we can develop offensive linemen pretty well, although Isaiah win, but the uh, wooden stake and the vampire, that is that idea. I still believe in them. So I, I like it. I like it more than you anyway. I'll, I'll give this one a B. I, I, um, I don't know, just cause it's a needed depth piece down the line. Like obviously we probably could have done something more, with this pick, but it's not the worst thing in the world. 
our offensive line sucks anyway. So hopefully he could play some guard. <clears throat> yeah. Just get yeah. as many pieces as possible. Hope someone sticks. Al, what do you think? Uh, I'll give it a C plus because I think, I think to your point, Mike, like this is the Andrews replacement. This is the David Andrews replacement. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but again, we don't know exactly what he's going to bring undersized. Again, the conference is a big thing for me, you know, playing at Troy, who are they really playing? You know, who are they going up against? But it's going to be one of those wait and see type of picks because he's not going to get in there right away, but it's nice to have some depth at a position that really needs it. Yeah. 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 And this is where you kind of get like to the, for the players who aren't like Christian Gonzalez, who are going to start pretty much immediately. This is where you're kind of grading on where you think they could be or like the position, you know, that's why like throwing grades on is kind of weird, but but you got to throw some sort of grade just so you can look back on it and see how wrong you were um, right. or how wrong we were. Um, but, but yeah, so, so you give it a, so you give it a C plus is what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm writing them down. So then we have them there. Yeah. yeah. Just a, like, I, I, it's just kind of like a, uh, okay. Like, We'll see. Might be an offensive lineman that turns into a starter. Could be a career swing tackle or a swing lineman, or could be off the team in a year. So I don't, I don't know. I hope he does well though, because like you said, he looks kind of like David Andrews. David Andrews is like your prototypical what a lineman should look like. Big beard, just looks like he drinks beers all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, next, Patriots traded with the Jets for this pick. Um, Chad Ryland consensus top one or two kicker in the um in the draft uh, a couple stats out there last year he had a field goal percentage of 82.6 extra point percentage of 97.5 he loves kicking in the cold from his mouth his words he has a big leg um i'm i'm gonna i'll go first on this one because it's short and sweet is a plus this is this is my first a plus i'm giving out Patriots need. Do you guys remember how Nick Folk crumbled last year? Yeah, and like not I mean, just not just that, old, so but uh, but on kickoffs. Yeah, and that's why. Like, no, I Folk hero. You came here for years. You kicked ass, literally. But I mean, how many kickoffs weren't touchbacks? How many kickoffs weirdly went out of bounds? Like, got a little hurt. Like, I th- this was a position of need. I saw people being like, oh, my God, the Patriots trade up to draft a kicker. you goddamn right they did because everybody, including you, whoever you are who was who's bitching about this pick, you were bitching about the special teams last year. So what the Patriots do, they went out there and got arguably the best kicker they could to fill the hole. This is an A+. This is the slam dunk. I think he makes the roster. He's good to go. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I'm going to go... I'm not going to go as high as you, Mike. I'm going to go. I didn't think anybody would. <laughs> I'm going to go with a B, with the potential for it to be a B plus. I think that drafting a kicker that early is really dumb because I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they could have gotten him later. I feel like they could have gotten a, tra- a kicker later, but who knows what the yeah, draft board looks like? I don't know with like. kickers. Yeah, like what? How do I don't? I don't know. Like I don't know. Their so draft so, day power. So so when you're writing it down, put a B. But can earn up to a B plus. <laughs> I, I think it it it's something. It, it it's just it's a it's a weird thing to do. It screws over the Jets, which is great. But they screwed again, over the Jets twice because they yep, did that. Um, they did that with the first round pick too. Yep. And again, just like a kicker, you know, in the fourth round or whatever it was. It's just like why? It's not sexy. It's not sexy. 
not, but no, not at all. It is not the most Patriots thing to do, though. Like, of yeah, course, it is. Take a, and they took a, and they took a punter later, which we'll get. That to is the most Patriots thing to do. That yeah, is the most like, both in damn. tandem. Yes, yes. This really was arguably the most Patriots draft I've ever seen. It's like we got our no-name guy from a random school. We got our special teams guys. And then the position that everyone wanted, we took it late in the draft. So it's yep. so Patriots across the board. As Love for it. this guy, I'm going to give him a C. I think he's good. I like that he kicks on the cold. I believe he will be good. But we have seen so many kickers come in with a lot of great college potential and suck. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys remember Roberto Aguayo? The yes, I do. terrible yep. kicker. Yep. Yep. He was Unbelievable at Florida State. I fucking hated him because he went to Florida State and he ruined uh, many games for my Miami Hurricanes. He was awesome. And then he was the worst kicker I've ever seen in my life. Like Billy Cundiff <laughs> took laps around this guy and he sucked too. Yeah. It was That's just unbelievable how bad Roberto Aguayo was. And everyone thought he could be taken with like the in the top four rounds. Like people were like, he's a, a kicker you need to have. He sucked. So I cannot judge kickers until I see him. So I'm just going to give it its average. I don't like that they, you know, took him so high, but it does kind of seem like he was the best kicker. So mm-hmm. I'll take it, but it means nothing until I see him at the next level. Yeah, this this was, I think, the tipping point for a lot of fans and the like local media where they were like, okay, so not only did you not draft a receiver yet, your only offensive pick is a backup center because let's be honest he's not taking david andrews job jake andrews um and your your first offensive pick or or any sort of pick like that is is a kicker and you trade up to do it like what so i th- th- this is where like you saw it's the, the table everything that every other team doesn't want to do the patriots yep, do. right yeah yeah but, but i mean like honestly if this guy comes out and he's a, he, he's a pro bowl kicker or like or one of the top kickers in the league this is a great pick because special teams is so important. How many times did you see it last year? You're losing. You're not only are you losing because people are missing kicks, but now you're, if it's fourth and three from the 42, they're going to go for it because they don't feel confident in their kicker. And then they don't get it. You take points off the board. So if you have a kicker that you're confident in, I think that helps the team as a whole. That helps the offense as a whole. Um, I mean, remember the year that Nick Folk was killing it? Like, I think two years ago, the offense mm-hmm. wasn't going forward on like fourth and inches. And Folk was just like, I got this 58 yards. Let me just get this real yeah. quick. So, um, right. so yeah, I, I hope he turns out turns out good. Definitely funny to watch everybody freak out over kicker getting drafted, which admittedly is weird because it's like, how else do they get in the league? They get in the league by being drafted, but it's just weird. It's still just it will always be weird to see a kicker or a punter get drafted. Um, so next one, uh, City So. Hope I'm saying his last name correctly. Um, 6'5, 323, giant human, uh, giant human, um, balanced athletic. That's how people describe him. Played tackle as a freshman. He's played guard since then. Uh, great at combo blocking. Um, he is the teammate of the um of Chad Ryland, of the kicker that we took. So, and he says Chad Ryland is a uh stud. So only down, real downfall I see for him. He's a Montreal Canadiens fan, so might have to just ship him out anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, City Cell, I'll say that this one for me, B minus. I like this one. I don't know why. He's a big dude. I don't know why I like him, but I, I just see him like maybe 
they're saying they might try to switch him to tackle. So that might be a thing. You know, maybe he comes in at right tackle and just shows up and shows out. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go B minus with this one for me. I'm going to keep mine short and quick. I'm also going to go B minus. I think it has potential to be a B, but if he needs to relearn like the scheme and not how to play tackle, but just like everything that goes into playing tackle, then that could be a long process. And there could be some games where we're sitting there. And we're like city cell. What are you doing? Like it could yep. be one of those. Pits. Oh God, that's going to happen. I can hear it. Oh shit. Yep. A weird fucking name. Very weird. Name. Uh, Very weird name. For me. I give this one a, a, a C minus. Uh, it's, you know, just slightly below average in my book. It, it's a classic Patriots pick. And I'll say the same thing about the offensive lineman next, but I like him a little more. Um, it's a dude who has the frame for to be a great offensive lineman, but lacks technique. And you hope that he comes in, and Bill shows him the way, much like, I still have faith in Bill in his offensive line development. Maybe he can make something of this, but if you're going to take a an offensive lineman, I would have hoped it would have been earlier in the draft. So that's mm-hmm. my big gripe for him. Our offensive line sucks. We signed Calvin Anderson, Riley Riff, and I don't Reef. I don't believe in either one of those. And now we get this guy. I'm like, all right, who's what's our starting offensive line looking like? So it's a little suspect to me, but it's not terrible. C minus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't, you can't really dispute that, especially with these later round picks. You're kind of going on potential for the most part and kind of need and everything like that. Um, Patriots have a billion offensive linemen right now, so guards they really don't have that many tackles. So yeah, if this dude pans out as a tackle, it'd be a great pick. But I don't know. Uh, next one, Antonio Mafi, another Shrine Bowl guy, six two three twenty nine. Uh, they called him a phone booth blocker, which I like that. Small yep. places, I I love that description. What I didn't love. He's the cousin of Devin Asiasi. I don't need to remind you guys who Devin Asiasi is because he yeah. was the bust of a tight end pick a few years ago that the Patriots had. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the Shrine Bowl, he was a captain at the Shrine Bowl. Second team, all Pac-12 last year. Um, kind of basically a swing tackle. This one for me, just a straight C. As average as you can get. Might be, like, I don't I don't know. He's a, he's a big dude. I love the phone booth tackle shit. I, I hope that pans out into something, uh, you know, phone booth blocker. But uh, yeah, for me, this is just a straight C. No C plus, no C minus, just C. The Devin Asiasi thing brought him down. <laughs> yeah, understandable. I gave it a B minus. I, I like this dude. I watched a lot of UCLA games because as I told in the last episode, okay. I love DTR. I watched every game because he was big money, and I was paying attention to his offensive line as well as his weapons. This dude is built like a brick shit house, literally perfect dimensions, absolutely solid, head to toe. Much like the last guy, just lacks technique. He's not the fastest. His footwork isn't perfect. He doesn't exactly lower his pads and really punch the defenders when he's uh, getting out for blocks, but all this stuff. I have more faith in this guy than I do in City. So I think it's a B minus because there is potential for him to start even late in the season. I think he'll pick it up. Clearly, his teammates liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people believe in him. He's a natural leader. And I saw him in so many Patriots mock drafts. This is one of the only ones that seemed to actually like hit. You know, most people in their mock drafts are completely wrong. A lot of people had him going to the patch. It worked. I noticed Seems that like too. A Patriots yeah. player. Yeah. All right. I'll Good go, one, Al. I'll go C plus right in the middle of you guys. The fact that he was a captain at the Shrine Bowl, that that has a little bit of something with me. 
I like guys that are good quality guys that you need around in a locker room and a good quality guy that you have on the line. And he played in a good conference. So again, you know, maybe he's, he's a depth piece and a future starter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's really all you can hope for. And with these later round picks, we'll see uh, the next one. I think, I think this is the most polarizing pick. You want to talk about punters and kickers, but I think this is the most polarizing one. Uh, Kayshawn Booty, great last name. A couple great last names in the, in the later rounds here. Um, 5'11", 195. Uh, he was in the mix as a potential first-round pick uh, for the last few years, but then obviously kind of fell off. Had a couple ankle uh, surgeries. Uh, there's another big thing we'll talk about once we kind of go around for a second. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he does have an ankle thing. He's had a few ankle injuries. He was a little quicker. He was running like a 4-3 after the ankle injury in surgeries, multiple surgeries. He runs a 4-5. Uh, people are saying that the combine numbers four, six, are what really are what really oh yeah. Uh, uh the combine numbers are what really sunk him. Um he did lead LSU in receiving yards in 2020 and 2021, though. Um I'm gonna get my grade out there quick. Th- this is the one I'm taking a risk on. I'm going full potential on this because I've seen the highlights. The dude looks really good. So I'm hoping that his ankle pans out and everything. I am going a minus. I think this is tremendous value at this point. The fact that people thought he was going to be a first round pick at one point fell off a little bit because of off the field issues that is in quotes. Um, And because he kind of messed up his ankle a little bit, that's injuries. Gronk fell in the draft because of a back injury. He's the greatest tight end of all time. So Kayshawn Booty, A minus, my friend. A minus. And I love your story. I love your story. Love it. Al, what do you think? I'll go B. B. Again, the, the off the field issues, you know, the lack of production the last couple seasons. I mean, we know how Belichick is. He rules with an iron fist. So if he pulls anything, it's an easy, you know, hit the road, see you later, gone. But if he hits and he can, you know, put his nose to the grindstone and learn the playbook and everything else. He could be a big factor for this Patriots offense. Yeah. Liam, what do you think? I love it. I think this guy's a stud on and off the field. Guy can do no wrong. His off the field issues is really only a plus in my mind. The guy's a baller. I uh, I actually saw him live when I went to visit my buddy at LSU. We went to the Auburn game. Guy balled out, had a touchdown in that game. There are a lot of concerns. He had a 29-inch vertical. Al, I bet, has a higher vertical than that. That is <laughs> super bad. That is great. fucking awful. <laughs> That's in like, you know. Those the, are the combine that, numbers that sunk him. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> That's really bad. And, you know, obviously, like, his PR team comes out and says he has an injury, which he did. I saw the play that he got injured on. He needed ankle surgery. On that play, he made a spectacular sideline catch, which ended up, I think he broke his ankle or something like that. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, he brought that ball and it was a great catch. He was the next Jamar Chase, the next Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. He was in that great legion of LSU wide receivers. He balled out of his mind. I think he had like 16 touchdowns or something like that before yep. his really bad last year. It's a huge risk because he could be injured, could be nothing. Mm-hmm. But we took him in the sixth round. So it doesn't really fucking matter because it's like, okay, if we lose out on a six-round pick, most of them don't make the roster anyway. 
this dude could literally be cut at the end of training camp, or he could be our number one receiver next year. And yep. it is such a wide spectrum. Yep, it's crazy. I looked up this guy so much trying to get a definitive answer on him. I I have no nothing that I think will happen. all over the place. It could literally be anything, but he was phenomenal. He creates space. He had mm-hmm. speed. Always seems to get open, but he's not like, you know, he doesn't have tremendous route running. He doesn't have bad route running. He just seems remarkably average, but the production was fantastic. Led the nation in uh, in touchdowns as, uh, as a freshman, I believe, because then mm-hmm. Jamar Chase opted out, and so did Terrence Marshall in the COVID year. Wild that we got this guy. His last name's Booty, lives up mm-hmm. to his off-the-field ambitions. I... There's nothing for me not to love about this guy. I have the highest hope. Um, so I, it's that's the thing. It's just he's so polarizing. It's so I know. Weird. I know. What do you put? I like look, it's. I don't know. Yeah, I look at that last year. He was terrible. Like I'm not going to dance around it. He was awful. Nope. He had not great. <laughs> he had the only touchdown or the first touchdown against Georgia, and it was a great touchdown. And it was a big like throwback. Like you know when an old player makes a play, and you're like, oh, turn back the sands of time mm-hmm. for this play. He had that against Georgia. It was a great touchdown, and then they got blown out. I think like fifty to thirty or something like that. But he was, you know, he had the little throwback moment there. Dude has incredible hands. Oh, can make ridiculously tough catches over the shoulder like this. It doesn't matter. He can catch the ball. The hands are immaculate. Everything seems perfect. And then I look at the last year and I look at the combine. And I go, what the fuck is going on here? Yep. What happened? I even uh, I, I started messaging a dude that grew up with him, actually, because I, I knew a guy who like went to high school with him, was pretty good friends with the guy, said he comes from a great background, very loving family. He works very hard. He was on the his high school football team with him, said the dude really cares about football and was very determined and a hard worker. He knew the playbook faster than most people on the team. So it's not like he comes from a shady background where he doesn't really care. But then I also saw him throw fits on the field in his last year with them. But LSU got a new coach. He wanted to transfer. LSU convinced him to stay with the new coach and believe in the new coach and Maybe he just didn't believe in him. There are so many variables where it's I cannot crazy. get a lick on this guy. Yeah. So Fair it's enough. so absurd. Even with all these problems, people projected him to be uh to be picked 144. And we took him way later than that at 226. So they were even projecting him just off potential to be way higher. I think they were projecting him as like a third round guy. And we got him in the sixth. There's no risk. But it could be a potential reward. I gotta give it an A plus because fucking his there last name is Booty. Go. Let's go. And- so so we, we we have been talking about the off the field. I'll just kind of throw it out there because his his PR team and LSU did a very good job of kind of like burying this. Cause if you type it in, you have to really scroll down. You almost have to go to page two of Google for this. Um supposedly. This man, along with a few other players from LSU, other team, no, whoever. No players, just coaches. And, and yeah, yeah, coaches, co- coaches from LSU, other one. Dudes recruit, with the coaches. Recruiting assistant. He had a nice little sex party with these guys. Uh, and the girls, wide receivers. Everybody. Coach. Really? Yeah. You can't say he doesn't have a bond with his, his coaches if he's out there, you know, <laughs> I mean, having orgies maybe, with his coach. Maybe this is why Belichick got coach, him. Belichick I've never needs... been close enough with a coach. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's going to it's going to come out. It's going to be like Belichick's house is going to get busted for some giant <laughs> sex orgy. It, it, if anything, he just goes with Robert Kraft down to Jupiter, Florida and, you know, get, yeah, it, get some it, rub and tugs. Maybe that's, this guy, that's where it came from. Yeah, he can build relationships. I like that. That's where it came from. So yeah, yeah, you know, I I think this one this one has the potential. Like you said, he could be Nikhil Harry, or he could be the second coming of Jamar Chase, or somewhere in the middle. There is oh, a wide range of what he could be. Um, nice, nice, cool little story though. So when people say off the field issues, other than just being a diva receiver, kind of like you know on the sideline here and there, his off the field issues is that he likes to have sex with coaches. Like let's let's calm yep. down. Like come on, Dude, okay. <laughs> come on. And Come on. <laughs> there's nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I do that there's there's the most potential, I think, with this one. So uh yep. if this pick hits though, oh my god, that would be that, that the the wide receiver room is set. So we'll see. Uh next one, Bryce Beringer, Beringer, however you say it, punter. Um, the overall consensus number one punter in the draft. The Patriots became the first team since the 2000 Raiders to take a punter and a kicker in the same draft. I will ask you guys. Kind of easy, might be a little bit difficult. Do you know the two players the Raiders took? They are big names that the Raiders Janikowski. took as a guy, as a as a uh, punter and a kicker. So you said Janikowski. Oh. Yep. And now who was the Shane uh, Leckler? Yep. Yep. Fuck yeah. Yep. So um, I mean, and those got very good. This guy. Every the word I'm seeing to describe him, he has a booming leg. I fucking love that. Um, he looks like a nerd. Have you guys seen him? He's got the glasses. No. He looks like he looks like a 35 year old nerd. Um, he had a 49 yard average last year with six games with a 50 plus yard average per punt. Um, he also had a 72 yard kick against Penn State last year. Um, this one I'm going B plus for this one. I think the Patriots nailed it on special teams. I mean, in punter too. Again, how many times last year were we looking at the special teams? What what was his name? Mike, um, whatever Pilardi. the hell. Yeah, Mike Pilardi shanking twenty yard Stop. punts. Like this guy, this guy. I I'm hoping that him and whatever his name is, Ryan, whatever the um the kicker that we took. Yes, that that they both that these two kickers pan out the kicker and the punter. Because this will be the most Belichick thing ever. The two best picks of this draft are your kicker and your punter. This is a what I say B. This is a B plus for me. I love this pick. The guy looks so cool too. He's got the glasses. He's awesome. He was number ninety nine. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll go. I'll go A minus because I think that this can turn out to be incredibly significant for this Patriots special teams. No more Jake Bailey shanking punts. No more Michael Pilardi shanking punts. A proven punter that can get you inside the 20 yard line, pin opponents down deep in their own With territory. Field position. Yep. Give me a guy that can do that. And give me a guy that looks like that, that can do it. He's like Rodrigo Blankenship 2.0, except Blankenship. Yes. I couldn't think of the guy's name. Yes. Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah. That's who he looks like. That's who he looks yep. like. Yep. Yeah. Liam, what do you think, man? I'll give it a B minus just because it's a punter. And do we really need to draft a punter at the same time? Though? Yes, because look we didn't have a punter last... on the roster. <laughs> and look at that last Bills game where a kick goes back for a touchdown, a punt goes back for a touchdown. Our special teams across the board was terrible. Mike Polardi, we agree across the board, sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Bailey is gone, and uh, he was clearly a nightmare anyway. So it does fill a need. I just. I don't know. The only it's reason punter, it's I get B, it. Yeah. So we needed it. Yep, it's weird. 
Yep. It's so debatable. Yeah. Yeah. It's a punter. And again, it's like, how do you rate a punter? But I just, I got hopes. Cause if you're going to draft a punter, like I feel like Belichick is still good at deciphering talent, Matt grow. Like I, I still feel like they have a good scouting department there. So I hope this guy's awesome, man. Him and his glasses make a pro bowl. My man, come on, bring those glasses Please. with you. Um, <laughs> Next one, uh, Demario Douglas, Demario Douglas, wherever you say it, uh, 5'8", 179, quick little receiver. Uh, last year he had, what is that? What did I write? 79 catches, 993 yards, six touchdowns in 13 games. Uh, he ran a 4-4-40. He's been noted to be elusive, quick, and a returner as well. Um, this one, I'm going to go C+. Plus. I'm going to go see, but I want it to be more, but I'm going to go C plus he's, he's a little small. I just like, like the gadget type of a guy who like, I don't, I don't know some, they don't pan out. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I, I, we'll see, but C plus because his highlights are electric. Uh, he catches the ball and he just runs away from people. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going for. And what I did also think too, this guy as a returner might take pressure off Marcus Jones assuming this guy can pan out, but we'll see C plus is what I'm giving him. What do you guys think? Um, so I got him at a D plus with potential to rise up to like a C plus, but really I'm going to give it a D plus as much. If there's any team that you should expect something out of a late round wide receiver, it should be the Patriots. So there is potential for this dude to surprise me much like Edelman did and Every other yep. slot receiver that we've had that has come in, Wes Welker, everyone else who has come in and done something that I didn't expect anything out of. But you talk about special teams, dude muffed six career punts. Um, yeah. He's tiny, uh, even when it comes to his offensive potential. He's tough with contested catches. I'm taller than him, which is crazy. Yeah, which is super suspect. Me too, and I'm average American height, so that's not a great sign. He has a <laughs> tiny frame, so it's like we saw Amendola die multiple times on the field, especially when he was in those early days where we had Kembrell Tompkins and all them. Amendola was our only competent receiver. He just got all the attention and got bodied. So I, I have a hard time imagining this dude is going to stay healthy his entire career. Well, he's a speedster. Like, it's cool. He very well could make big plays and catch wide-open passes, but I'm not expecting him to high-point a ball and moss somebody. No. Uh, he, I don't think he's going to catch anything in traffic either. It's a lot of potential with a lot of red flags, so that's why I gave it that. Uh, mm, that plus. Lowest one so far. Al, what do you got? C-minus with the potential to be an F if he doesn't make the roster. <laughs> Yeah. Because he might he might not make the roster. I mean, 100%. He's, he's very small. Maybe he can fit in the slot. And then you move Juju to the outside, maybe. But mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He played at Nothing. Liberty. Yep. Liberty was strong to start the season, kind of faltered toward the end. So I, I, I didn't really love this pick, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to know. grade out. We'll see. Um, but yeah, th this is kind of across the board, the lowest one for all of us, uh, or like kind of in general average scores. Uh, next one, Amir Speed, corner, 6'3", 215, quick as shit. You ran a 4'3", 340. Um, corner, but really, me. really a special teams guy. Other than the name, love the name. This one's a D for me. I don't think he makes the roster, for being honest. I think this is one where it's like he's got the measurables. He looks good. This could be a this could be, you know, the steal of the late round, and he gets cut before the year. So that's quick to the point for me. This is the D. Great name. Great name. 
pits him because he's quick as shit. But I just think this is going to be a, a, a one and done. He'll have like a cool preseason highlight. Maybe he'll run one back or something, but then he'll be done. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go D. I mean, you don't really, you didn't really need another corner at that point. And I know it's going to be a little hypocritical when I give my next grade for our next guy, but yeah, just didn't really, it didn't seem like a need. I don't know. Didn't, didn't really love it. Yep. I get it. I kind of like it. Like it's, it's a nice depth piece. There's potential there. He very well could not make the team. And he's got a lot of problems, mostly technique problems and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But a lot, like a lot of the other guys, a lot of our offensive linemen, even Martin Mapu. Yeah, I got to saying that fucking name. Like a lot of these guys, he lacks great technique, but the body, the frame, the athleticism is all there. I just have a little more faith than you guys, I guess. Uh, so I'm going to give him a C minus. Like I, I, he very well could not make the roster, but I like his last name and I like his potential. And if anyone can develop corners, much like our first round fucking pick, they could very well do something. C minus, all right, like it, good one. Wait, did you say C or B minus? C minus. Okay, I thought so. I thought so. I was writing it down. I was like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, kind of a meh one. Uh, next one, Isaiah Bolden. Um, like Al said, shout out to Coach Prime. This is from Jackson State. Um, 6'2", 205, a little quicker than Amir Speed. He runs a 4'3", 140. This one, it's just something about, I don't know if maybe it's just the the Deion Sanders effect. Because I'm, I'm, Deion Sanders said this guy is a is a NFL money bag or something like that. Something some I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to go B minus on this one. I have high hopes. I think, I think he makes the roster and I think he makes some sort of impact in the next year or two. And then kind of maybe he becomes a starter, but yeah, I'm going B minus. I, I like this pick. The dude's going to have a chip on his shoulder too, kind of similar to Keon white as well. Um, And like I said, it's the coach prime effect. I have faith in coach prime that he can coach up corners and he knows what he's looking at when he's looking at corners. B minus for me. I'm also going to go B minus. I think the fact they played at Jackson State, you know, a powerhouse and kind of like, I don't want to say, because Jackson State, they're D1A, aren't they? I believe so, yeah. I'll double check it, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, playing at Jackson State, playing under the great Deion Sanders before he went to Colorado, you know, he learned from one of the all-time greats, so that's why I'm going to give him a chance here to be really, really good and to show that the HBCUs have some talent coming out of, you know, the you know, that type of football. So, so give Isaiah Bolden credit. There should have been more HBCU players that were drafted. So yeah, he was pissed about that. Deion Sanders was, he came out and said, right. he was like, this is bullshit. Like there should have been he left more. the fucking team. So I think it's, this yeah. stuff is so dumb. That's true like, too. If, yeah. 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 He did. But if, if they were that good, why'd you leave for Colorado, which is, is good, but it's not a spectacular to go from D one a to D one. Yeah, but like, yeah, I guess. But if you're going to do that, it's Deion Sanders. He probably could have got a bigger job elsewhere. If he leaves for UCLA, I get it. But he left for fucking Colorado, and they haven't really done anything, and they probably won't do anything. As much as I love Deion Sanders a lot, I think a lot of this stuff is just pandering. Most of the guys just aren't good enough to play at that. (laughs) 
whether you play it at HBCU or not, you know, it, the good ones that play at HBCU, they go to the fucking league. One of my favorite quarterbacks went to Alcorn State, Steve McNair. You know why he went to the league? Because he was fucking good. And yeah. Just because you go to an HBCU, I don't want pity drafts. You got Division be one, by good. the way. They're Division one, I guess. I just yeah. looked it up. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know either. But, yeah, no, I I, I get what you're saying. Even worse for like, prime time to leave. Yeah. So, so what do you think of this one, then? Much like the last guy, he's got potential. I'm going to give this dude a, a D plus. It just seems like he gets kind of clueless back there. Uh, much like the other guys, he's got great measurables, not so much in technique. He uh, loses track of uh, running backs coming out of the backfield. His change of direction is middle of the road. He He's good in run defense, too. He has high upside as a tackler and whatnot, but I – it's hard pressed for me to imagine uh, he makes the team even less than a mere speed. And I was pretty, pretty hesitant with him. Mm-hmm. I give it a D plus. Uh, it's another potential pick. Uh, you're drafting him off what you think he can do, but you know, he went to Jackson state. He's probably not very good. Okay. All right. Got it on there. So that's D plus Disney plus for you. Um, <laughs> all right. Quick, quick hitters before we, uh, before we get out of here. When we check back in next year, assuming we're all still alive, when we check back in next year, which one of these picks, which one of these players is going to end up looking like the best pick? Ooh. I will go first. Um, I think it's <laughs> motherfuckers. I was going to pick. I mean, the, the layup is Christian Gonzalez, right? I, w- I was going to pick him, but you know who I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Keon White. I think Keon White's going to have a really, really good year this year. So with limited snaps. Yep. Yep. I, I was going between him and, and my boy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chad Ryland, the kicker. But I'm going with Keon White. That's who I think. I got to stick with my boy, Marte Mapu. I just think there's a lot of potential for him in this. This defense, I don't know exactly where he's going to play, but I imagine him as that Jabril Peppers uh, kind of sub-linebacker type deal. A couple uh, picks over the middle, mostly a lot of big tackles and highlights that we remember. It's a it's a pick that will surprise everyone. Everyone will know his name at the end of the season. Going with him. Good one. I'll be out. <clears throat> I'll be the one that does the chalk pick and say Christian Gonzalez because you know what? Yeah. He's going to make – quarterbacks lives a living hell and by the end of the season will be the guy that teams have to say we're not throwing the ball to his side of the field well that's, that, that's i hope my you hope. know next year i'm gonna say when you end up picking the best player out of all of us i'm gonna say well fucking obviously because it was a layup so i hope you know <laughs> a year from now i'm gonna be telling you yeah that was a given because i think he's Realistically, if I had to choose, yes, I would probably say him because he's got the most potential. Yeah, but, so, someone had know. to pick him though. Someone, someone did of have course, to pick because otherwise it, it'd be weird. I, I'm right? glad you did. Yeah. You know, it's thank fucking, It's a, it is the right answer. Like I, I'm making fun of you, but it is the right answer. Like I'm right. saying, in a year from now, I'm gonna be like, oh, of course it was him. That'd be like picking Patrick Mahomes and his that Chiefs draft class to be the best. It just seems like the the layup answer. So I'm making fun of you for being basic, but you're gonna be right. Thank you. And we'll we'll switch it around now. So again, this is when we check in. Now this could be different because the best pick, I mean shit, Gonzalez could have a great rookie year and then he could end up sucking for the rest of his career. You know, just using that as an example, Al. I'm not saying that's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But kind of this is just strictly when we check back in a year from now, what does it look like? 
who is the worst pick or kind of like the worst looking pick? Uh, Liam, you go first with this one. I got to go Chad Ryland. What if he just sucks? I can totally see him missing some brutal fucking kicks to start off. And, you know, he lasts a year and he'll be terrible. But like Mm -hmm. I can see him. I can see him being great. I can also see him being bad. So he seems like my layup pick to me. That's a good one. And I did want to say too, because it's easy to be like the worst pick could be Isaiah Bolden, but it's like, it, would that really be the worst pick if he doesn't pan out because it's the seventh round pick, you know? So it's kind of like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta factor Everything's in like subjective. expectations and whatnot. So yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Al, Al, you have like one. Ryland's pick? our only picker. So. Um, yeah. Uh, Demario uh, Douglas, I think is going to end up being a waste of a pick. He's just going to yeah. be a guy that's maybe on the practice squad at best. I think he might even get cut. So again, we'll see, but I, I think that they could have found something of more value in that sixth round spot. I don't know. I, I can drive with that. Uh, I'm going to go and Liam, I'm sorry to do this because this was your best. I'm going to go Marte Mapu because I think for the, for the sole reason, I think people are expecting that he's going to, you know, kind of make, make moves and everything. I think maybe he gets, something happens where he either doesn't gets beat out in camp gets a little injured he could get buried something yeah and then he just doesn't pan out at all and then a year a year later we're like oh yeah remember the third round pick we had Marte Mapu and everybody yeah, yeah. Mapu poo cuz that's how he plays it's going to be some stupid joke like that thinking about it now it's tough for me to say he'll be great next year cuz we have Adrian Phillips, Jabril Peppers and Kyle Duggar which all yeah. do the same thing injuries though people so, could get hurt you know Adrian yeah, Phillips is old and then linebackers the too. always get hurt he might he might but slide yeah, into no, linebackers I'm still going to stick by it but I could totally see him just not even getting the opportunity. Then you win okay. by default. All right. Um, next one. So we got best pick, worst pick. I, I feel like we got to throw another category out there. Like who, who we think kind of, cause, cause I guess that we're going to check it in a year. So I think right now looking at it, what is the pick that we like the most? Just like looking at it. Cause it's a little bit different than best. Cause that's kind of what we're looking at. Cause like, I like the Gonzalez pick more than I like the Keon White one, but I think the Keon White is going to be kind of the best one out of the bunch when we look at it. But looking at this, what pick did you look at? And you were like, oh, fuck yeah. Like this is this is the one. This is the one. And then hoping, hoping, obviously, that it pans out. What do you guys think? So hey, best Sean works and now just overall favorite. Easily. Give me yeah, booty, yep. Sean. Yep. Absolutely. I'm eating that booty up. That's you too, Al? Yeah, the upside is just is so Huge. fun to imagine. Yeah. I, you know, I so I was going to kind of go with a clean sweep there. I, I'm going my boy, the punter, Bryce Berenger. I think he's – I think he – I saw that pick and I was like, a punter. But then I looked, I was like, oh, he's kicking 72-yard punts. He's got six games where he's got – he's averaging over 50 yards a punt. That's half a football field, gentlemen. Half a football field. I, th- I, I th- that was the pick and of, of course the booty one is when you look at it and you're like oh shit but like that punter one was when i looked at it and i was like oh first of all i love that people th- that people like were up in arms about it then i was like but this guy's really fucking good it looks like so i'm going yeah. i'm going bryce my boy bryce very behringer favorite pick so yeah we'll we'll see uh kind of how these pan out um hopefully obviously we hope that over half of them are hits that's like what we said last year um but i will say one thing i'm happy the patriots did not draft a quarterback i guess 
we have to put it out there. They went undrafted. Who'd they get? Malik um, or they Malik got Cunningham. Malik Cunningham, who he said he's open to a position change. So maybe he's some weird gadget guy. He's the next great thing. slot receiver. So we'll 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 see. Is is that what you think? That's what you say. You think he'll you think he'll uh, line yeah, up? Yeah, I I kind of do. Let's I go. hated this guy. Fucking hated him because he played the U and he would toast us. He was Lamar Jackson light. He, his passing isn't incredible, but it's not bad either. Dude, Mark Jackson likes him. He tweeted about it. him. Yeah, he likes him. Yeah. Rush yeah. for 20 fucking touchdowns. Like, dude's a monster. He's got great speed, great cutting ability, shifty. He will totally – It's the prophecy is written. He will be the next Jacoby Myers, Edelman, all these quarterbacks that turn to wide receivers. The prophecy is written. Malik Cunningham oh, lining up it. in the slot. I would love it. I would love it. So uh overall, quick, take take five seconds, letter grade for this draft. Al, what what are you giving it? B plus. Very solid plus. and has a lot of opportunities to get into that A range. B plus. Liam, what are you giving it? Um B minus. B minus. Okay. I think then you know what? I'll go right in the middle. B. I think it, it's tough to be ecstatic about this draft, but they filled a bunch of needs. Um, whether you like when they filled the needs or not, they did it. So We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe DeAndre Hopkins is still looming out there, and he and he comes over, and then we we got a stack Give team, up, dude. Uh, yeah, up. he's done. He's done. I've given up. Oh I yeah, even Al. Al's given up. By this Al, point. are you off the DeAndre Hopkins train? Come on, Al, get off the train with me. I'm at the next stop, dude. Just get off. Have one foot out. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I understand. I understand. Uh, that makes sense. Eh, plus one. That makes sense. All right. Well, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. That's I'm waiting it. for you at the next stop, Al. You have to be. Come join. You me. have to be. I, yeah, yeah I, you have to be. I, I figured the draft would be the the last opportunity to really get him, but it seems like it doesn't even seem like he's going to get traded now. It seems like he's going to stay no. with the Cardinals, which yeah. is shocking. Well, he tweeted out a video. He's back in Arizona, and he was, and he said something like, um, "You know, I don't know who said that I wanted to be out of here," and it's like, "Dude, you did. You said you wanted to be gone." So, but whatever it is, what it, yeah, you know what? Stay there, stay with your stupid little gaming quarterback, and you know, go to a fucking eight and eight and seven season. Have fun with that. So, idiots yeah. or, or eight and seven, well, scored whatever it would end up being eight and nine. That's what it is. So, yeah. all right. So for Liam, Al, Mike, this was the draft episode. I can't wait to look back at this a year from now and see how wrong we were on pretty much everything because I feel like that's going to happen, except for Kayshawn Booty, our boy. Yeah, grabbing Booty. That's a layup. Booty for Booty. Um, yep. yeah, we will see you next week. Going cool Boston, takes. Baby. <laughs> We're out <laughs> orgy safely. Goodbye. Yep. Orgies. Sweet.